morning, everybody. You are listening to Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our show is sponsored by Abels and Hyman. We taste better. For those of you who don't know me, I am Naomi Nachman, and I am about all the food, all the time. I love food. I love to shop for it, cook it, eat it, eat at restaurants, anything food-related. I'm a kosher personal chef. My business is called the Aussie Gourmet. I give cooking classes. I cook for people for Shabbos, for Yontov, for Shavuos, small parties. Anytime you don't feel like cooking, you can give me a call. Um, I hope you will tune in every week and hear about my exciting food adventures, kosher food traveling, and sharing of great recipe and food ideas. But I want to hear back from you. So you can email me at Naomi at uh, NachumSiegel.com. You can join my fan page on uh, on Facebook. I'm also on Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. And I have also have a newsletter through my website. So you can find me through the AussieGourmet.com and sign up. Uh, and I love to hear about your experiences too. So if you eat it, share it. Okay, I have a very, very exciting uh, show. Uh, last week, just going to recap last week, we've had a couple of exciting, we have an, we've had an exciting month. We had the stunt for two a couple of weeks ago. And last week, uh, we had our live show from Gomeglat. That was so, so much fun. Um, so uh, thank you those who continually watch us every week. Uh, you can listen to our shows on our apps, on the Nachum Siegel Network app, on a podcast on iTunes uh, or nachumsegel.com on our archives, as well as you can go to our YouTube channel and watch the shows. I know we have a, like a large audience of children who like to watch us who don't have TV, so they like to watch our show, which is so cool. Um, so thank you very much. You can go to uh, Nachum Siegel Net on YouTube and watch our shows. Um, I have a great lineup. I have two special guests um, over the phone. First, I'm going to have Rabbi Shlomi Zagui from Florida, who runs The Kind Kitchen. And joining me after that is going to be Carol Unger from Israel, uh, talking about her uh, new cookbook, Jewish Soul Food. Fantastic book. And then in the studio, I have Bridget Mizrahi, if you do any shopping in any large kosher supermarket, you are familiar with the products of natural and kosher cheeses and as well as the Sincerely Bridget line, and this is Bridget. So we kind of like have a food star legend in our studio today. So so exciting. Um, so let's uh, speak now with Rabbi Shlomo Azagui from Florida. You're on the line. Hello, Rabbi. Hi, how are you? Good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you? Thank the good Lord, Baruch Hashem. Oh, God is good. Okay, a- absolutely. Every day we get to wake up and, you know, have a beautiful and day. And eat kosher food. And eat kosher food, that's right. We're doing well, yes. Okay, great. Rabbi, I'd like to talk to you. I- I'm just, I'm telling all my listeners, um, Rabbi Zagwi has a um, a kitchen in Florida. It's it's in your Chabad house? It's actually, um, we run everything out of our Chabad house. We run our school, our preschool, our camp, our everything. Where We've in got... Florida? This is in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. Palm Beach Gardens. Lovely. Yes, it is very lovely. And um, what the Kind Kitchen does is um, try to reach the Jewish neshama through something which is very deep and something which is very dear to many of them, and that is... Um, Kosher, good food. And um, to give a little background, the neighborhood that I'm living in has a tremendous amount of Jewish people. It's actually one of the most concentrated, one of the most populated um, relative to the general population. One in every five people in Palm Beach County, which has over a million people, is Jewish. Wow. Wow. Exactly. It's 20, 25% of the population in Palm Beach County is Jewish, and our neighborhood over a hundred thousand, there's not even one Jewish restaurant, one kosher restaurant. There's no kosher bookstores. We have the only mikveh. We have the only Jewish traditional camp. We have the only um, full-time uh, traditional preschool. Just to give you an understanding how far, how secular, how um, uh, uh, unfortunately, how intermingled the people are with the uh, greater society. Okay. So what we do with the kosher kitchen, with the kind kitchen, is something very unique that um, we discovered by chance after many years. I'm here close to 30 years. Um, and after 30 years um, going through many similar experiences, um, we finally came to a realization, a uh, epiphany, a, a light bulb, 
started to shine, that's a very, very um, appreciated and important and necessary way to reach people is through kosher food. Mamas and zaydis and bubbies and the old European kosher food. And um, what happened was over the years when people needed food because either they don't have money or even more touching is when the family is tied up with sick members, cancer patients, terminal patients, hospice patients, and they don't have their head um, on for preparing good food. Right. So, right. And it's very, it's, it's necessary. I mean, it's necessary for sustenance. It's necessary also for Rufua. psychological and emotional security and warmth and well-being. Very, very important that you should be uh, nutritiously filled up correctly so that you can apply totally all your mind and your heart to uh, the task at hand. And that's what we discovered. So considering the people over here are extremely, extremely secular, uh, they don't really want to hear about putting up tefillin or lighting Shabbos candles or keeping Tahar Samishpacha, going to the mix and things of that sort. But one thing a Jew still appreciates, and that is warm, homemade kosher food. Yeah. And let me just read for you, um, so uh, true. Mrs. Nachman, right? Yep. Um, a letter I got this morning, I don't exaggerate, and I believe this is something that God wanted me to share with your listeners over the air. This is great. Thank you. We'd love that. Yes. I got it just this morning with the mail that came delivered, um, a thank you letter um, for food that we gave um, a family over Pesach. These are people that, to begin with, said um, to us, we don't need the food. We can afford our own food. But we insisted because they're secular, they're intermarried. They probably would not have kept very well um, the uh, mitzvah, the observance of Pesach, of Passover, of Hametz, and all of that. Um, but we insisted because we know how much, when they get it, how much they appreciate having uh, wholesome, good, homemade, warm food. So this is the letter we received. And like I said, you've got to understand it's coming from people who are intermarried, are not Right, right, yes, yes. They're all sad and worried and troubled by a cancer terminal patient, which is the case over here. It's a 21-year-old young girl. Oh. Um, exactly. And um, the aunt is intermarried as well to a Puerto Rican, um, I'm not going to say what profession, a very nice man, but intermarried. Um, okay. That's how how far they far are. Far removed what they what they are. So it's a, a 21, 21 year old girl with a uh, and her family. Yes. She's she's sick with cancer, and you provided them food for Pesach. We provided food for them for Pesach from the kind kitchen. They they to begin with refused. They didn't want to you know feel like they have to receive. Right, or and, take the, and then they took it. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. So read this letter to us. We're, we're, we're waiting to hear. <laughs> so she writes to us like this. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for the care and concern you have expressed for my daughter. And she writes over here her name and my family. And then she says her sister has shared with me. It's this lady's daughter that we are addressing that has the cancer. And it's this lady's sister who has her children in our school, and that's how we discovered that um, there was somebody that could use our services. So, it's confusing over here. The people that have their children in the school have a niece, and this letter was coming from the uh, mother of the cancer patient. Okay, anyway. So she says that the mother shared with me the resources you recommended. What happened was they live over here, and we know a lot of doctors. So we right. recommended ways that the cancer patient can be helped, both emotionally, psychologically, and also um, through um, the proper right. medical care. And besides, so yeah, sorry. Okay, so she's thanking us for the actual assistance and recommendation that we gave them. These are professional people themselves involved very, very heavily in the area of law, by the way. Right. And so they were very thankful that you um, that we gave them those names, and, and, and you asked me for our Hebrew names. Oh, so you're davening for them as well. That I'm, that I'm sure they really appreciate that. 
they appreciate it. So I'm telling you here in the letter, she, she says that, you know, we appreciate that we would be named in your prayers for healing, and I thank you. See? Also, we were so touched the, by the The Pintalayid. The Pintalayid, right? right? A, a Jew from within, the spark of a Jew. Right, exactly. That spark is sometimes, you know, there are many different ramps how to reach people. And, and, and you're doing it through food and kindness. And who else do you serve? What What other kind of, you know, do you have Friday night meals for people to come to? Well, you know, these are people who, who, like I said, for the most part, are completely not involved. They're unaffiliated um, with anything Jewish. A lot of them don't even want to hear about religion, right. even after we've come to know them. And right. that's actually how the Kind Kitchen started, because although we were helping people for the last 30 years any time, right. but about a year ago, this one particular family um, who don't believe in anything, the children... Um, he happened to have been married to a Jewish woman, but his children were all intermarried. Uh-huh. Uh, they, they don't belong to anything at all. And we discovered them through um, a lawyer who became a Balchuga, uh in our um, organization. So this was his uncle. Okay, um, who, very nice. And, and so yeah. by, by going to the hospital and by sending them, she, my, my wife remembered that she once bought from our deli. We had a deli over here. And that this lady liked gefilte fish. So my, my, <laughs> See, it all comes wife, back to the gefilte fish, doesn't it? It was the gefilte fish this time. That's right. So the gefilte fish, so my wife prepared gefilte fish and food and everything for them and the family. And we did that for the entire time for a couple of months that he was in the hospital. So unfortunately, he passed away. Oh. When he passed away, um, the uh, wife was so grateful she came up with the idea, why don't we do something more official and establish uh, a service to the community in an official basis that would help people of our sort, that it's not because they don't have the money, but it's because they're so involved with the right. day-to-day medical needs and worries that, you know, somebody right. would come and offer an opportunity to, to feel that the, the care and the love and the warmth, that they're not alone. Together with food, there's a tremendous amount of other uh, uh, um, sensations and experiences that um, a person ingests when they're eating food. I'll tell you a quick story. Okay, and then we have to wrap up, Rabbi. Our time is almost up. Um, okay, so, so let me quickly, 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 everybody that's listening, if you'd like to help. Yes, okay. please, please. Um, find them on Facebook also, The Kind Kitchen on Facebook. Right. How, how on else? Facebook we have a page, The Kind Kitchen Palm Beach. Also, in another month, there's going to be this very big charity um, fundraising effort for many, many organizations on May 19th. Okay. So we're going to be um, one of the organizations featured on Tuesday, May 19th. That's very soon. Yeah, please. Thank you. uh, And if anybody wants to send us an email, wants to find out more about it because they know somebody who could use our help, they can send us an email to kindkitchenpalmbeach at gmail.com. That is so nice, Rabbi. You're doing a tremendous chesed. And, I, you know, I came across you through my friend, Esti Berkowitz. She met with you guys, I think, down there in Florida. Yes. It's an amazing thing. We have Bikul Cholim in New York. I've been the, you know, uh, recipient of some, you know, unfortunately someone was sick in my family a few years ago, and we got so much Bikul Cholim and food and chesed was shown to us. But we're so lucky. I live in a largely Orthodox populated area. But for those yes, of you, you who who are not in such a big area uh, where there's a lot of, um, you know, uh, infrastructure, that it's amazing that you that you do this. And I really thank you for for everything that you do on behalf of everybody. I don't even know the people, but I, I just you're just an amazing inspiration to us all. Thank you for inviting me onto your show and giving me this opportunity to share this with all your listeners. Okay, thank you very much. If you're in Palm Beach County, Florida, and you need uh, to find Rabbi Azagwe, you can find him through the Kind Kitchen. Kind Kitchen, that's right. Kind Kitchen, um, I just gave you that email. It's the uh, kindkitchenpalmbeach at gmail.com. Thank you very much, Rabbi. Thank you and good luck on everything else that you're doing. Thank you. We'll be in touch. <laughs> Thank this is, you. This is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our show is sponsored by Abels and Hyman. We've got a very busy show. That was Rabbi Azagri for those who are, you are just tuning in now who was talking about the Chesed program of basically Bikul Cholim that he does. He, 
He's in Palm Beach uh, County in Florida, and there's not a lot of orthodox programming and infrastructure down there. And uh, he helps people, Jewish people of all walks of life who are sick and needy to, to get them. I saw on the website he also helps the elderly as well. So it's really just an incredible chesed. I'm sure with Shavua just around the corner. It's a wonderful thing. I have on the line from Israel, Carol Unger, cookbook author. I'm going to hold her book up to the um, – for those of you who are watching – uh, on our different. Hello, Carol. Have we got? Hi, Naomi. Hi, Carol. Shalom. Hi. How are you? Thank God. How are you? Yeah, good, good. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming. We met a couple months back, right? Right. That's right. At Melinda Strauss's uh, right. a food yeah, bloggers Jewish, conference. Yeah, the Jewish food bloggers. Yeah, that's right. I love the book. Oh, wonderful. It's, you got a copy. I'm so glad. Yeah, yeah. Right away, Stuart Schnee. He's amazing. He sends me all the new books that he has coming to, comes on his desk. Um, oh, to, yeah. so I can interview all the cookbook authors. I love it. It's, it's different than, than what's been coming out recently. Yeah, I think it's different than anything. I mean, it's a new, it's a different concept. Right. So talk about the concept and how you came up with it. Well, I, I started to, it started actually a couple of years ago when I wrote a piece about um, carrots, and this is how I realized, I didn't really know that it was a siman for Rosh Hashanah, maybe right. that's obvious, but, you know, it wasn't until I moved to Israel and I saw people using extensive simanim, so that kind of got me interested in the topic of the mystical meaning of Jewish food. I, I sort of bluffed my way into it. I spoke to somebody um, from the Israel Center, which is like a community center here in Jerusalem, yes. about doing a talk on the mystical meaning of Jewish food, because I wanted to... I, I had this idea of spinning my blog off into a cookbook, and um, I really didn't know that there was so much material. I just, you know, I don't know, God put the words into my mouth or something. I really you know, <laughs> had no idea, and I started looking into it, and there's a tremendous amount of stuff. There's a Rabbi Meisels in Brooklyn who is really, I mean... I, my work is just really on the shoulders of everything that he does. He's put out a bunch of books called The Secrets Books. He's got a Shavuot Secrets coming out. And, Ooh. you know, for Shavuot, he's got for every holiday. And he looks into all the Midrashim. And at the end of the book, he has um, pictures of food. And um, a lot of the food was familiar to me because my parents were Holocaust survivors. And my mother used to make a lot of the really traditional things. And I didn't realize how much, you know, deep significance there was to it. And I decided that somebody needs to, you know, make this into a user-friendly cookbook with recipes and with pictures and step-by-step instructions and explanations all together tied into the holidays because that was a gap. Like, there just isn't anything like this. There's, you know, there's lots of cookbooks out there, but mostly they're organized according to you know, main course, first course, appetizer, that sort of thing. But, you know, in a Jewish household, it, you know, it doesn't work that way because, you know, we work according to the cycle of the Jewish year, and this is a whole, you know, this is a whole other concept, going into the Jewish year and going into the real spiritual meaning with some kind of understanding of how these foods relate to, you know, the cycle of the festivals and the cycle of Shabbos. And, and you you've know, included why everything from every Jewish culture in there. Um, I think so. I mean, pretty much, yeah. I mean, I... I you know, I'm not. I have Ashkenazi and I have Sephardi and I have, um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm a collector. I mean, this isn't original. It's basically collected a little bit from here, a little bit from there. A lot of it is taken from other people's stuff. But, but you know, what's new is the organization. The fact that, like, it's it's tied into the holidays. Yeah, I like that. I really like that. And yeah. it's different. Like, a tr- like the cookbooks have been coming out lately. Have got a lot of photographs. So this right. has pictures, like sketches of things, step by step. So it's actually quite easy to follow and quite nice to look at as well. Oh, good! I'll tell my artist Mira Simon. She's yeah, a, she's wonderful. She lives right. She's a neighbor of mine, and she's a terrific artist. And she she did these step by step drawings because I thought, you know, we didn't we wanted to to do something a little bit different because you know it seems like the whole food photography and and um, the eye candy thing is played out, and, and um, I'd also like something that's going to last for more than a season and not seem dated. Right, right. You know, a lot of this information is really, you know, it's been around for generations. It used to be that this was the kind of stuff that, you know, a Jewish woman or, you know, a homemaker would pick up at home from their mother, from their grandmother. It was like in their bones. Like there's one of my favorite recipes is a challah for Shavuos called um, 
That's so funny. Yes. We just opened yeah, we to it now. I'm, I'm, I'm flipping through it now. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just beautiful. And it, um, I got it from the, it was a cookbook of the Greek Jews, but it's. Oh, I've, I, I've, um, my husband's family's Greek. Really? They're Greek Jews, yeah. They were Greek, or sometimes it was Turkey. Depends on who owned the land yeah, at the time. Yeah, Greek is Greece is a relatively new country, so it's it's really Turkey or the you know Ottoman Empire. They were the you know, but from that part of the world, and they made this challah that's based on the midrash of the Sheva Rikiyim opening up at Har Sinai. Like, I'm know, holding think, it up. I'm holding it up. The yeah, picture. It's a tremendously meaningful thing. Like you know, if you think about it, and they they included all sorts of symbols like in that. So you've got like, you know, instead of just having the child's Parsha daf, you know, when you, you know, the Parsha sheet when you come to the table or, or some kind of a book and everything is kind of coming from books, this is, you know, it really creates memories and, and brings things home, in a, I think, in a, in a very memorable kind of meaningful way. And um, I love what I, you said, memories, making memories. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is the way Jews have been doing it for centuries. Like we just, we're just coming off of the Passover Seder, which is tactile and edible and that's, you know, the matzah and all that stuff. I mean, the idea of using food as like an educational prop is like a very old Jewish idea. You know, the senses, eating is, mm-hmm. you know, it, I mean, being a stomach Jew isn't, isn't uh, people make fun of it. But what did really, you say, stomach Jew? There's, there are people joke about being a cardiac Jew, like I'm a Jew in my heart, and there's like a gastronomic Jew, like a person who likes Jewish food. Yeah. But, you know, being like an affinity to Jewish food is actually... That quite profound because a lot of these recipes illustrate a lot of our core concepts. You know, I there's love a lot that. of Yiddishkeit in our food and unfortunately, you know, a lot of I mean, with the increased interest in food, we're we're getting into a lot of other kinds of food and um, unfortunately what's suffering is our, our original Jewish foods. Yeah, people that, just aren't aren't really, you know, making them because they're more interested in making gourmet kinds of things. So so here's my here's a funny story that happened to me many years yeah. ago, maybe five, six, seven years ago. Um, I was at a, a kiddish and they did not have gefilte fish. They only had sushi. I was so upset. I love yeah. gefilte fish and herring. Don't worry, I love sushi too. Yeah. But it was like out with the old, in with you. Now, I like that. I don't mind the upgrade in kosher food and everything that's going on. But where's the traditional stuff? Like, don't ch- toss that aside. We've got a rich culture, 2,000 years of food. I don't know how many cultures can really say that. We're, we're around yeah. the longest, right? Right, yeah. But it's also nice to, to, under, you know, to understand why we do certain things and, and how it relates and that things are very – like fish – Fish in general is like is a whole, you know, you can make a whole Torah out of fish. What do you so, mean by that? Um, like like dag in Hebrew, fish is seven. So seven is Shabbos, the seventh day of the week. Like six is the symbol of the physical world, like all the physical dimensions. And then you add the spiritual. So you've got the spiritual within the physical. Fish live in the water, which is purity. It's like a mikvah. The children of Israel are compared to... You know, you know, there's this idea of um, multiplying like fish in the blessings that Jacob gives to, um, you know, in the blessings that we say on Friday night. That's there's this there's this idea that fish fish multiply prolifically. You know, there's also an idea that fish don't close their eyes, which relates to you know God watching over us. There's a, there's a lot to fish that Sadiqim eat, eat fish in the next world. There's there's like there's a whole there's a lot. I mean, there were certain Hasidish rebbies who told their they're chassidim that they should only live in a place where they could get fish. Yeah, well, wow. so, you know this idea of fish on Shabbos is even if it even if it is sushi, like right, you know, it's good. Don't get me wrong; you can serve sushi too. But I love the herring. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's also that's that's also. I've got a herring recipe in there. Oh, okay, so, I'm going to check it out. Yeah, I've got that from Rabbi Shlomo Freifeld's daughter. That's where I got my herring. Okay, recipe. wow, this is an unbelievable. You're an unbelievable person, Carol. We 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 only spoke so briefly, but next, are you going to be in New York again anytime soon? I'd yeah, love I'm to be in New York. Um, like the last right after Shavuos. Oh, okay. I'd love to meet up with you. Okay. Can we do coffee or something or lunch or? Yeah, fine. Are we still on the radio? Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Everybody knows that I like an open book. (laughs) They can all come and join us. We'll make it like table. It's it's an interest. It's really, I I feel like I've only scratched the surface. I I feel like you have to. Go a lot farther, but there's, you know, this whole connection of Jews to food, like it starts the first interaction between man and God is about food. 
Right. So, you know, whether you say it's an apple or a piece of wheat or whatever the Eitzhadas, you know, was. Right. But, um, you know, this whole, you know, it, it, it's very profound and it goes over our food, you know, has a, has messages for us. It has a lot to say. And um, and it's it's a shame to, you know, throw out the baby with the bathwater in the interest of, you know, diet and health and, and cooking in a fancier way. But we've still got... You can do it all. In our traditions. And even right. if you don't want to cook this way... Um, it's a fun cookbook. Like, it's not a cookbook necessarily only for people who are interested in cooking because there's a lot of history. There's a lot of, you know, Torah. There's a lot of um, a lot of other stuff going on. And um, I think it's pretty interesting light reading, actually. I mean, yeah, it's great. I, I, I read all my cookbooks on Shabbos. I don't, the person who wrote it. What? I don't do novels. I do cookbooks on Shabbos. I, I, I don't do novels. I do cookbooks. Yeah, so, so there's a lot there's a lot to read in there. Like even if you're not particularly interested in cooking, there's there's plenty of yeah, food. absolute Jewish history. Carol, yes. thank you so much for joining us. Okay, my pleasure, and I'm I'm really thank you. I, I really you know I hope the, the message gets out there and people get a hold of it. Yeah, thank absolutely. You. Where can you buy it at your local Judaica store or on Amazon? I'm assuming I think right? on Amazon right now, as far as I know, on Amazon. Okay, great. So uh, look out for it. You order it on Amazon. Okay, yes, Amazon. I lots of copies. It's a great gift. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, you. great. Thank you thank so you, much. Um, and let's meet up in a couple of weeks. Okay, wonderful. Thank oh. you so much. All right, thank you. Thank you. Carol Unger, cookbook author of The Jewish Soul Food. This is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our show, it is heard on Arut Sheva English Radio. Wow, we've had a pretty busy show already. We've had two interviews and we're almost up to the second half of the show, which I am so excited about. I have, everybody knows that I love meat. Everybody knows that I also, on the other flip side, love cheese. And I've done a lot of cheese show. Um, I was, <laughs> I was, uh, introduced to, um, actually, I don't know how we found through another friend of ours that introduced us to, um, the, the whole Natural and Kosher company. So I have with me the owner of Natural and Kosher Cheeses, Brigitte. Am I saying it right, Brigitte? Absolutely. Brigitte Mizrahi. Uh, welcome to the Nachum Siegel Network studio. Uh, she's with us on the Lower East Side this morning. Thank you for having me. I'm very, very excited. We both have accents. Yes. You're going to have to pay attention. <laughs> I don't know. Which one is stronger? I don't uh, know. I don't know. You sound pr- How long have you been in this country? Oh, my gosh. Since I was 13 years old. But, you know, you never lose the accent. Right. We were talking about the other week. Yeah. I'm, I've been here since I'm 21. I'm not going to say how old I am, 40-something. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, um, yeah, the accent just stays. Why do you think they offer me a radio show? Because <laughs> I got an accent. <laughs> I like to think it's what to say, but yeah. Um, so let's just, we got so much Can to talk just about. Jump into let's it? jump into I just want to talk about why you started a cheese company. Oh my gosh, that's a long story. Talk, talk, so make it a little short make so we can try short? all the cheese. You ask a French it's, woman to make, to make something short? short? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, a, Jewish oh, yeah. French, <laughs> a Jewish French woman, no doubt. <laughs> Tell us your story. How, it's your, oh my it's God. your interview. Okay. Let's in go. In a nutshell, in a nutshell, if I can do Because we have a lot to just say. Just stop me if I, because. Yeah, I'll direct you. Yeah, I know, right? I started out being a banker, believe it or not. Hmm. Banker and, to cheesemaker. Uh, right, right. And turns out totally by coincidence or fate or I don't know what how you want to call it, but I met a distributor of kosher food when I was in Los Angeles. And it was right at the time when I was looking to do something different, lots of changes at the bank. And I decided to join with them and to be a partner. We started a company called Anderson International Foods, which was the name of the street. Look how creative we oh, were, right? Wow. <laughs> the accountant is, the, the attorneys were saying, you got five minutes to come up with a name. We just went outside, look at, okay, <laughs> letter A, that's always good. So anyhow, and I initially started importing olive oil from Tunisia. Oh. So long story short, and somebody came to the office and said, I've got this cheese company that... I'm getting old. I want to find somebody to take it over. It was a licensing for natural and kosher. That was almost 20 years ago. Wow. And I knew nothing about cheese. I mean, and, and nothing about making kosher cheese or working with rabbis and on and on. And it's just been an amazing adventure. It's and a very delicious adventure. Okay. <laughs> you put that really nicely, very nicely framed out in a nutshell. That was 
very informative and, and brief. So we got it all in because Thank we've you. got a, we're going to be having a little party. Okay, here now's today. the fun part. Now's the fun part. Okay. We didn't bring the wine this time. I'm oh, hoping no you wine. will invite me again uh, another we'll time. Do we'll do a wine. We need whole, you know. Mr. J. Booksbaum doing a wine <laughs> show with us. That would be, oh, that is, they are a lot of fun. We, no one can drive home afterwards. You have to wait like a few hours because we drink too much. No, just joking. Okay, we, we don't do that. <laughs> um, okay, okay. So, so you have different lines within Anderson Cheese Company. Right. So let's talk about that. Because so a we, lot of us are familiar with natural and kosher because you're in Costco. Costco, a lot of uh, regional supermarkets. Gourmet Glatt. Chains, gourmet Glatt, of course. Uh, and natural and kosher is the line that is Halav Israel. Okay. So that's the line that really appears Can I have, to uh, many I want to show the logo that people will see. I'm just going to hold up the fresh so mozzarella. So that's the logo that you see, the red symbol. I'm holding that up for those of you watching us on the our Nachum Siegel Net channel on YouTube. Natural and kosher started out a lot with, you know, the everyday cheeses, the slices, the shreds, you know, mozzarella, all kinds of, you know, what, what you would use, you know, for your family, you know, really all the time. And as a lot of our fans started telling us, you know, we want the French type cheeses. We want something a little bit more sophisticated. Yeah. So we started introducing, you know, goat cheese. And I remember I started uh, with goat cheese almost 15 years ago. And you could not get anybody to taste it. No, but people are still afraid of goat cheese. Yes, yes. I don't but get I'm it. so excited that it's almost like the mystique. It, it's becoming something that the if moment somebody tries it, it's very healthy, actually, goat cheese. H- how? I think for a lot of people that have, that are lactose intolerant, uh, nutritionists are recommending goat cheese. I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not a chemist. I just love to eat goat cheese and, and <laughs> come up goat. with flavor. So I don't know all the chemistry about, but I, I know that if you're lactose intolerant, um, you can possibly this try. is very good. It's got lower percentage of fat and just goat milk is, is very healthy. I, I love goat cheese. I love it any way, shape. I fry it. Like schnitzel with an egg and breadcrumbs. I crumble it raw into salads. I eat it on apples with caramel sauce. You name it, I've done. The only thing I haven't done with this is eat it with meat because it ain't kosher. But otherwise, (laughs) I throw it in everything. Awesome. In pasta sauces, it melts, it spreads, it crumbles, it grates. There I go. (laughs) And it's you're really right. I like when you said to use it on pasta because it actually gives it a nice little tangy taste, the texture exactly. So we've got that, yeah. and then we also have brie, which is becoming now a classic. And brie, you can do it for brunch. Can you can absolutely. That's open. Let's open. Oh, that's one open. So this is kind of like on a cheese platter. We're going to do really quick because we've got a lot. To we've got a lot of cheeses. There's also this sincerely Bridget line, which we All must right. so cut up and get into. May ah. I, for two seconds, to st- you know, show people how to... Yes. Now, um, I suggest you make sure you turn the camera on or the screen on because we're actually learning right now, right here on the Nachum Siegel Network on Grand Street. Oh, Nachum loves cheese, doesn't he? We've got a... Oh, shame he's not here. <laughs> um, here is... We're learning how to cut up a brie. Is this... Do you serve it on a... This is a marble cutting board for it's cheese? It's very nice on a marble. Any type of board, any type of plate, And What kind of have, board whatever. should we be using? We're making it... Going to make a cheese board here. And what's really nice is... Okay. I like pecan. You've got to talk into like that. Honey, oh, oh. And I like honey. Uh-oh. So we're going to learn how to or, eat it properly. Or, or if you want something savory, a nice uh, pesto. Pesto Cilento with that? Pesto, right. You can put some pesto. You can really, you can do so much. You can also do a big brie. I'm so excited. I'm like, um, <laughs> So if you like sweet. Oh, yeah. I like a gem everything. that I like a lot. My mouth is watering. And it's also amazing with honey. Also maple syrup. My- my heart is bouncing, you should know. Like, nobody gets this excited about food. I love to learn how to – I love when I introduce people to goat cheese and dolce de leche. <gasps> That's that's something special. Got a little South American vibe here. Yes, so I learned that from my friend, from my friend Brent Delman. He's, he's, he has a great cheese line called the uh, Cheese Guy, and he taught me that. 
That looks gorgeous. Look I how like pre- it with maple syrup. Try it once with a okay. really good maple syrup. Yeah, hundred hundred. There's different grades of maple syrup, so we want the best. Okay. Um, okay. What are we your doing? Hand? Are we? Are yeah, we we're all using our hands. We're all free. Um, ZK, you're going to be having cheese. <laughs> <laughs> ZK, I, I think he loves to eat the meat sections when we hit meat shows. Okay, so do I take? You're, he's this, indulging us. Oh he's my doing god! It. Oh, wait, you, so you um, ate brie before. <laughs> okay, wait. Can I have something? Do I dip it in the honey? Do I sh- you can. Okay, so on one side is on one side of my wedge. I'm holding up to the camera of my brie is um some raspberry jam, and the other side is honey. This looks like very thick honey. Is this like raw honey? It's a honey cream, cream which honey is cream. also what very is honey nice cream? to do. And listen, we didn't do the most beautiful thing, but you can. Add a little bit of grapes. You can even take, um, I have on my webs, on the website, naturalandkosherchees.com. We have like a little, um, YouTube video where we took some, uh, raspberries and blueberries and put it with the jam and then you can really put it on top of the brie. So it looks, it looks, you know, very more elegant. More elegant. This is divine. Thank you. Oh my God. So since we're still talking about natural and kosher, there is a new mm. something amazing that we introduced at um, Pesach this year, which is, oh, my God, this is my. You sent this down to my Pesach program at the Doral. I gave, uh, you've heard many times already, 18 cooking classes. And we did a wine and cheese pairing with natural and kosher cheeses. Thank you. Thank you so much. And we introduced a whole line of product to a whole new group of people. The most popular one is this one. <laughs> this goat that cheese. One, the goat cheese with a pecan. This one you just eat by itself. Yeah. I mean, you really don't need my, anything. My kids make sandwiches for school. Great. Goat cheese. No cream cheese in my family. We go straight for the high-end stuff in our house. Sophisticated I know. kids. I like that. Yeah. But there you go, Nachman children. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this is really something okay. that is becoming. We're taking it. Brigitte is taking out the... It's um, the whole log. It's a log of fresh mozzarella. It's kind of hard to do mozzarella. this in the studio. I admire you. Why? I'm, I'm used to doing this at home. Oh, yeah. I, I'm like... A, we, we're very serious not, not used here. to this whole... <laughs> yeah, it's good. <laughs> Cutting up on our office desk in the studio. It's great. Uh, so it's pre-sliced. So it's this is pre-sliced. what we would make a Capri salad with. Exactly. <gasps> so you can do shop, so much. So Shabbat so is coming up. Okay. So, okay. In, we in, did in a... In a, in a, in a very, very soon. I'm counting. I'm still in for counting Sphera. Thank to Moishi Berman, who lives on the Lower East Side. His uh, uh, Sphera app is keeping me uh, in line. Um, Shavuos is very soon. Okay. Uh, less than two weeks to go. And this would be actually, we're going to call this our What's for Dinner segment. And what we would do is we would uh, sponsored by our friends at Gourmet Glat. And you can buy this at Gourmet Glat. You buy fresh mozzarella. And you put actually slices of tomato between each a slice of uh, of the mozzarella, and then you drizzle it with some pesto sauce. That pesto would be sauce. delicious. And you need to make it a little bit more really fresh basil. Fresh basil. And then that take some fresh basil and just crumble it on top as well. The aroma of the basil is really going to capture. And if you have an amazing olive oil, extra virgin olive oil. Drizzle that over it. Instead of the pesto. The okay. pesto is one, one, one way. So we can take fresh basil. Cut up little pieces and pour it on the top. Right, and with great balsamic. Each balsamic vinegar or balsamic glaze. Okay. Very so nice. you have so many different ways possibilities to with okay. that. All right, great. So we you should. You can tr- also make a pizza, a homemade pizza. Put this on top of the pizza. Right. Do you grate it's, it or you just no, crumble you it? No, you can even put it like this all around the pizza and it melts. This is Ooh. what it will look like. I'm going to hold a picture up. To, we actually have a picture right here. Uh, on on their pamphlet, um, from our kitchen to yours, natural and kosher, and I'm holding up to the screen. Um, this is a picture of the mozzarella on top of pizza and how it would look melted. Mm. And you know, the I, eat. I think this. Uh, I just want to give a little shout out to a lot of friends. Uh, we are working with a lot of bloggers where, that each sure. contributed. Oh, here's another caprese salad. Oh, a caprese salad. Oh, honey, buy honey apple bam. Yes. She's She's yes. a good friend of mine, busy yes. in Brooklyn. She's on our. Yes. We do a lot of work together. Um, okay, who else do we have? Miri Oren. I don't know Miri. Miri is in Atlanta now. And okay. we have um, in Los Angeles, we have Sina Mizrahi. Oh, Sin, sure, we're, sure. We're not related. I wish we were related. <laughs> she's so Mizrahi's creative. Okay, I know Sina. Very nice. The kosher spoon. Very nice. 
Okay, very nice. This is really lovely. So you see, you can That's make a, a homemade pizza, and it will just be a little different than if you use the traditional mozzarella. So that's for natural and kosher, and you can really have a lot of fun with this fresh mozzarella. It's, um, you know, what's also could be nice now that it's spring to also maybe do a citrus salad also with that. Yeah. Any any type of crazy. Let your imagination go. Run wild. Find your inner chef, as we said, and let <laughs> run wild. Run wild. Okay. I like that. So, but you didn't really taste it. I didn't taste we? it. Oh, so let me have a piece. Yes. Cut one piece up. I don't know Cut if DK's going to have. You want to okay. have a piece? Yeah, he's going to have because we're getting this, hungry. We this food melts we... so nicely. Mm. Can I? Mm. Yum. This definitely needs. No? I feel like this needs something savory to go with it. That that basil, olive oil, salt, crushed black pepper, freshly freshly crushed black pepper. That would go. Because so. you know what? It's blend, and it does. What's so nice is it's like a blank palette, uh, a blank you canvas. You, you can do whatever mm. you want with I'm it. Even dip it. In, I'm actually yes. going to wipe it. Some yes. Strawberry uh, raspberry jam. Okay, we've so got 20 gonna, minutes left. So oh, okay, okay, okay. So let we're me. We're making a cheese board, and a cheese board is a great idea for shuffle up. So now we're going to talk about a whole different cheese adventure. Oh, good. So I'm going to eat some more brie while you set that up. I'm just going to have a little cheese party over here. <laughs> this is so good. Okay. I know. I'm piling it up. That's okay. Listen, that's okay. We'll figure it all out. Okay. Okay. So the next, and I'm going to give this to my colleagues. You should know my. Because they are. Um, can I give them a shout sweet. out? Shani and Esty from. Yes. That work for. That work for and with Brigitte in and they are my right hand creative arm. It was really nice to meet the two of you because we've well, Esty and I have spoken on the phone, but it's always nice to meet someone in person. Um, wow, look at this! So um, Melinda Strauss from KitchenTester.com. She also does. Um, she's also done a post for you. So she gave me a sample of the basil one, and I brought it home to my daughter. And she's like, this she tastes so good, mummy. This is like pesto, your pesto pasta recipe. And I'm like, very good palate. She was seven years old and she could pick out the basil because it's so prominently flavored with the cheese and a beautiful combination of flavors there. Thank so, you. So I think there is one more. No, it's hiding. Uh, the tomato olive. Okay. Oh, my God. So this is Sincerely Brigitte. It's kind of um, my my new passion. And it's a line of um, cheddars and a line of Prairie Jack. Prairie Jack is a cousin of the Monterey Jack, a little bit more creamy. What we did, we took traditional can we, can we American cheeses. I'm even doing this. we infused them with a lot of flavors, fresh herbs, um, you know, uh, orange and ginger is one I of never, them. I never saw that in cheese ever. So the whole idea is... You know, everybody says, okay, you're French. You must love to cook. The reality is I'm like everybody else. I'm so busy, and I like to cook occasionally. You can I get kitchen sink when you don't like it. <laughs> Go to our friend's kitchen sink. Have all the shopping done for you. Makes life much easier. So I thought, how can you take something that you, you make every day for your family and make it a little bit more exciting, a little bit more, um, you know, you want to make an omelette and you don't have uh, parsley, fresh parsley, or you don't have herbs. Just take the eggs, take a little bit of cheese, and here you have it because this is made with fresh um, basil and garlic. And here you've got an incredible cheese omelette in two seconds. You don't even need to, to use onion or use anything else, and you've got tons of flavor. To make a quesadilla with the jalapeno cilantro, oh. so a little bit of a shout-out to our friend in Southern California. And We should try that one. Let's crack that one open. It's a little spicy. In the beginning of the palate, you have a note of the cilantro, and right at the end, you get the kick. The mm. kick of the peppers and Uh-oh. perfect quesadilla. You're making, you're having fun here. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see. And oh, parsley chive. This is another one. This is a very a combination of French herbs. We cook a lot with parsley and with chives. And yep. we thought, how nice to put it. Chives is the onion family. So when you make a quiche and you really don't have all the ingredients, you just have eggs, maybe a pie shell. Use a little bit of or this cheese. Or even without the pie show, you can make a frittata. Exactly. 
on the baked potato is also amazing. Great so, Shavuos ideas. They keep coming. The the What's for Dinner segment is going to cover the whole the whole half hour. So this is interesting. I love to travel. And uh, one of uh, my travels Ginger. took me to Vietnam. And Vietnam was an old French colony. Really? Where, yes, it was called the old Indochine. So you have a huge French influence and you have the Asian and oh, it was wow. just fascinating to travel there. So it's the Can we try a little of that one? The tarragon I mean, ginger. I know, and I also want to try the orange ginger because I happen to like ginger. People either love it or don't. Definitely that with cilantro. People either love it or don't. So okay. this is a nice one to, you to can try. You want? Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, this is like nothing we've had here. We've done a lot of cheese together, ZK. This is really different. So, um, you, for you, for the children, mm. tomato olive. They call it, uh, for them, it tastes like pizza. So all the young people in your family and for the adults, it's our martini cheese. Just a cut what? a martini cheese. Martini? Yeah, yes, why? Because I was with a friend and we were having fun. We were, we took, um, the big, you know, Italian olives. We put it on, on a skewer and the little top of the skewer was like a martini and we made ourselves some really nice drinks. I like so that. So you needed you needed a little you know something to go with it. Mm. Um, we have another. This is becoming a very big um, a seller for us. The wasabi. If you like, it's was made with pure wasabi. This is very very strong. Yeah, I'm not you gonna have try to that. Have the palate. <laughs> if you love sushi with a yeah. lot of no, that's but, not for me. But that's, that's there's plenty you. of people out there. I like. What was the other one? The, did we try the orange ah. ginger? This is the orange ginger, but before we get to orange ginger, the orange ginger yeah. has to be the last. Oh, okay. In we case, have a progression. So what, what would be into blue marble? Right. So chipotle, again, very nice. It's a little smoky and spicy. Is it very spicy? Not very spicy. Okay. Then we can handle that. We don't like, you don't very, like very spicy. spicy but yeah. I like a, I like a little kick. I do love sriracha or, um, so I think you're going to like Nate. it. But I'm going to give you a little piece first, just in case, because I don't know, you know, your degree of spice, how. Okay. I like a like. little burning bush hot sauce every <laughs> once in a while. Okay. To our sure. wonderful engineer. <laughs> engineer. You get okay, it's a little hot. It's a little hot. You need yeah. water or you're okay? Okay, ZK, when you come back, can you bring some water? <laughs> Thanks. Can you believe if you would have tasted the wasabi, I think oh, I would have lost you. I would have had tears oh, coming totally. down my eyes. Totally. <laughs> okay. This is very good though. I love, I would love this in an omelette or a quesadilla. A quesadilla or even uh, a mac and cheese that you want to add mm. a little bit of, you know, body and flavor. Right. A little bit because I think I'd overwhelm my kids' palates with this. Um, a quesadilla is good. It's very mm. easy to do. Yeah, so a little. cheese. Mm. That is really, really good. Now, I don't know if you like blue cheese. I love blue cheese. You I've been love to blue Paris. cheese? I've been to Paris. Okay. So this is for people who love blue cheese or people who are a little bit scared of blue cheese. I've never you know, seen it with the, with the intertwined with the cheddar. Is this is it exactly. I so think it'll we use the blue be a good culture. introduction into blue right. cheese. This is amazing on a veggie burger, <laughs> baked potatoes. I'm, I'm giving you with my hand. Oh, that's okay. We're old friends already. <laughs> I love this. Oh my god! It has the blue cheese. Um, it has the blue. The, my mouth is still on fire. I need to pop, maybe even okay, rinse my palate. <laughs> okay, I do host a radio show. <laughs> okay, so he cannot. Oh my engineer, god! I'm in trouble. Oh boy! Okay, it's what? I'm in trouble. Oh, perfect. Okay, brachatane mechalam shukanzor. I'm having a sip of the seltzer. I'm actually actually want to cleanse my palate because I want to try this without anything on it. I'm now going to try. I just tried some jalapeno. It was cheese, which is all spicy. But now I'm having the oh, chipotle, and now I'm having the blue cheese, which is the cheddar with a <coughs> blue marbling um, going through it. Um, wow. Okay, I'm going to have it without a burning mouth. So now me, here's the, mm. what's amazing about this mm. cheese is it melts also very nicely and you can put it in salad. You can use it as you would blue cheese, but blue cheese doesn't really melt and it's not so creamy. I'm, so I'm grabbing the pecans because I have this thing in my head. Like when a light bulb goes off, when I feel like two foods go mm. together and I see it, I got to try it with it. I feel, I have a feeling this is just 
It goes well. It's amazing. I took a pecan and I put it in my mouth with a piece of the blue cheese. That's that's really so good together. So let's say you make a regular green salad. Very simple. Not talking about something too complicated. Cherry tomatoes, romaine few. lettuce, some blue cheese, you croutons, and some... Some blueberries, if you want, you can, you know, mm. slice up some strawberries just to, to add a little bit of, you know, color and fun spunk color and, and bring the spring. You know what's nice about this blue cheese? A lot of people are afraid of the smell and the very funky taste, but because it's um, marbleized into it, it doesn't have that very overpowering blue cheese flavor. It has a hint of it. Right. With the cheddar, it's that's fabulous. So I coming love from you, well, thank you. Oh. I'm excited. Okay. Thank you. Oh, so well, what a treat we're having to today. Something. Did you try the blue cheese? No, you want to try it? Maybe. <laughs> After the show. <laughs> we're making ZK crazy. <laughs> so this one is the latest, the latest flavor, and it's with orange ginger. This is great for brunch. Okay. This is great for if you're having um, a, a dairy lunch or a dairy meal and you want to do a cheese course, which is now a lot of fun to do. Right. You end the meal with, you know, a few, you know, different cheeses or afternoon snacks. Sometimes, you know, shalashitis. Right? We've got long Shabbos afternoons. Shabbos is going out at God knows what hour. <laughs> right. And, and right. you know, you're already milchit. You might as well 7 right. o'clock or 7.30 before mincha, depending on where you go, or mariv, I guess, if you get in the early mincha. Um, make a cheese board for shalashitis. Yes. With some little color rolls and, you so, know, little crackers, fruit, nuts. We were going to try to do mm. a, cheese, a cheese plate here. Let's, but let's create. Can we do a cheese board? Yes, we can try to create with a lot of... Um, so, the idea is to... Um, just going to try to wipe this. We're going to wipe down... Just a little Where does bit. one buy a cheese board? Like Bed Bath and Beyond or online? Any type. It could be it could be marble, it could be wood. And the idea is to kind of, you know, put little pieces in different um let me see which one did we have? We have the orange ginger right here. Okay, so it now my friend Naomi Ross from Jewish Cooking Concepts, she she um she's been on my show many times. She told me this line about cheese. Something for your cheese board. Something old, something new, something borrowed, something blue. Interesting. Right? Interesting. You want I, old cheese and new cheese. Um, something old, something new, something goat. Sorry. Something old, something new, something goat, something blue. I like so that. So you need the blue, you need the goat, and then you want a like an aged cheese. Do we have an aged cheese here? You could, but you know what? I don't go also by rules. I like she, texture and colors. No Texture rules. and colors. Shape. Like wine. Why not? Why people used to say, oh, only white with this and only red with that. Now, no rules. Throw the rule book out Throw the window. The I out. like that. Because it's whatever inspires you and whatever you're in the mood for and whatever you've got in the refrigerator too. Right. You find your so, inner shape I mean, and create. Traditionally, you would want a blue, you would want a goat, you want different texture, you want different um, type of milk. So you would want goat, cow, and maybe a sheep milk cheese. But you know some things? You can do another cheese board here that we are creating, always different flavors. So in your This party, looks like a chalkboard almost. It's um, made out of... I don't slate, know. maybe. Exactly. Yeah. It's a slate board. It's a slate board. So you try to do You could maybe few. go and get a tile. Get a tile. Make it funky. Get a tile from a tile store. Maybe something's going out of business um, or or uh, out of stock and they've got a bunch of extra tiles. Maybe grab, ask them if you can buy or they'll give you one. So I'm doing this kind of simple, but you can do little cubes. You can do so here you've got your blue. And then we are going to put, it's nice if you have grapes. I really like grapes on a cheese board. Okay. Nuts. Almonds. What about olives? You can do olives. I don't like olives. Don't worry. <laughs> but you can do olives. We have some beautiful dates. Dates. Dates with blue cheese is kind of nice. Ooh, dates can I with try something. That? I'm getting all excited again. Dates also with the chipotle. So you okay. can, you know, put them like this as, as um, you know, just on the board. We're very casual. I, I, I'm, I'm breaking your cheese board here. And it's nice to have also some apples. 
Apples and here. I've got actually apples I'm, and pears. I'm going to eat the blue cheese with a date, okay? Ooh. What bracha you know is what a date? You can do? Ha'etz. You can put, um, you know what would be very nice? Look at this for a nice little. Stuff it with goat cheese. Eggs, uh, <gasps> goat cheese or mm. with something spicy or something. You like spicy? Okay. <laughs> we have similar palates. <laughs> so it could be very nice with a toothpick. You can do some little canapé. Like this. And she says it so well. Can you say, when you part, do the pass around, what's that called? Hors d'oeuvre. Hors d'oeuvre. Hors d'oeuvre. Well, from an authentic friend. <laughs> so where did you, when you first came to France, you came straight to New York? No, Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Actually, it was San Diego. Oh, I, I like San Diego. Beautiful. It's, it's a beautiful, it looks beautiful like Sydney. spot. Sydney is very much. You need to export these to Australia. You know, we do. Actually, we really? do. Really? Who yes. do you work with? We have Safar Food, which is the nephew of Moshe Vogel. And he has done an incredible job. You can find all the natural and kosher cheeses. In Australia? Yes. Oh, wow. And his and last name is Vogel too. Okay. And I believe um, in Sydney. Yeah, I'm from Sydney. And sure. Melbourne. I, you know, I never had a chance. We need to go pay him a visit because he's done something wonderful for us there. Um, okay, look how pretty our cheese board is. It's I'm, not 100%. We need a few pecans. Okay, I'm going to wait. Even I'm going to take a picture. We've got about three and a half minutes left. Three and a half minutes. Oh, boy, oh, Where's boy. Where's Nachum today? Is he around? we got to we got to get him in the studio. Look at this cheese board. So what would be nice too is if you have some really pretty toothpicks. Yeah. That you can just, you know, put. And this is like kind of done. And just with Sincerely Brigitte, we didn't use any other uh, cheeses. We didn't use just, you know, the family of um, yeah, cow milk cheeses. <laughs> There's different flavors. So you have the chipotle, tarragon ginger, blue for the... Kind of a little bit adventurous <laughs> and uh, orange ginger, which everybody would like. You can also add the tomato olive to the board. It's got a nice uh, coloring and you know that um, kids yeah. like that. But you can even we don't stick even. this in here. Your brie, you can buy label. How will people know what's what? You can buy pre-made uh, signs. You can stick this it in. This is chevre. This is from, um, actually from Pottery Barn and <laughs> blue, even though this is... You can put it in that way. People will know. Look, it looks so pretty. Can people see this, CK? Can we just turn that? We're going to turn the board so so we can get this oh. on the camera. Okay. So look how pretty that is. Shavuos is coming up, and uh, they can have a look. All these are available at local kosher supermarkets or online. If you don't live in a kosher area, can they buy this online? No, unfortunately. You cannot buy it online. Mostly in the, but, we, we're, but in Costco's across the country, right? Right. But this. The big family packs of sliced cheeses. That right. is so perfect. I for wanted, for it. No, you know what? I wanted to also show. We're starting to see this more and more. But if you oh, want to I've make not a seen that. cheese um, oh, in sandwich, square. we have four of the <gasps> flavors. Oh, fantastic. And if I'm not mistaken, they're at Gourmet Glad. They're at a, a lot of the local... Um, Kosher do, supermarket. Do you have in New Jersey in Cedar Market? Are you there? I think so. I think okay. so. I know Gourmet Light carries a very large selection. Oh my gosh. So we there have, is, um, I think I'm missing one. We've got one. about a minute oh. left. That's oh my crazy. God. This, this one's not for you, but we also did the wasabi. <laughs> yeah, not for me. We did the wasabi in the slice. <laughs> but if you like that kick, oh my dad would love that because my parents love wasabi. And you have shaved Parmesan cheese, toss that into a salad or into an omelette or a frittata. Keep this on hand all the time. Right. Oh, wow. Oh, God, we covered so much. We ground. did a lot. Thank you. Thank we you. work well together. We say it well, we say it fast, and we eat it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. This is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our show is sponsored by Abelson Hyman. We have had a really, really packed show. We had three guests. We started off with Rabbi Shlomo Zagui from the Kind Kitchen in Palm Beach, County in Florida. And then we had cookbook author Carol Unger from Israel on the phone. She has a great cookbook. And then, of course, we finished our show with a good 
uh, education about uh, cheeses. And we had, uh, we have right here in the studio, we have um, Bridget Mizrahi from her, uh, she bought in all kinds of cheeses <laughs> from Natural and Kosher and her Sincerely Bridget line. Stay tuned. We have music right up until Lech Benching, sponsored by our friends at Kedem Wines. Thank you very much for joining us. Have a good Shabbos. Take care.